0: This is Happy Monkey. Happy this is Happy Monkey! Monkey! Happy Monkey! Hey! Happy <inaudible>
1: to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Yer, it's your boy Tech King. I'm out here, you know, living like a villain on pillar ceiling, you know how we get down. And I just wanna let y'all know a nice little quick tip.
0: Use a filter
1: and you don't have to clip your blunts. Filter, smoke the whole blunt,
0: done. Take it, vote killer, we out here. Gang Gang movie viral, bow. It, right. baby. So mm. <contrario> <laughs> <Middle'm> <inaudible> yes, 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 everybody. Today in the motherfucking Happy Monkey Podcast, it's little, it's all the way special because we in a different location and everything, undisclosed location. But it's awesome and it's fucking guitars and pianos and drums and all the good stuff is around here. Different, different vibe, awesome vibe, a lot of colors. And we got an OG here in the building. And when I say OG, me and Vlad don't say that term lightly. I know a lot of people like to say that term, but that term is not taken lightly from me and Mr. Vlad here. This is an OG, special to us, because he's been supporting us every time, just ever since he met us. Um, You know, it's very, very dear to my heart, because this man, we was just walking down the parade, down my city that I love so much. Front line. You know, getting emotional moments together. This is special. This man is special to us. Uh, Vlad, you want to give him better details than I can. Yes,
2: yes, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we got a special treat for you guys. Um, This man is not only a cannabis revolution. I believe he is a a revolutionary for human beings and humanity. (laughs) Absolutely. The energy and the love that he brings anywhere he goes is unmatched. You know, let's forget about titles and what's on paper. That's Mm, a whole mm -hmm. nother level. And that's the reason that he, that he has been coined the godfather of cannabis. He founded Harborside. He's the founder of Last Prisoner Project. Absolutely. He is Come our on. cannabis angel on earth. Our brother from another mother,
0: <laughs> Steve D'Angelo. Angel. Yeah, yeah. We could have added a billion more titles, my friend, okay. but, but but friend is, is is the best title so far. All right, it's the, it's the very best. That's like, you know, that's like Trump is walking into
1: the <laughs> castle. No, it's beautiful. I'm so happy to be here with you, and you know, this this whole visit to New York is it's such a such a special time for me because this was. This was where I started, right? I mean, people know about all the work that I've done in California mm-hmm. and Harborside, right? But I started here on the East Coast. I grew up in Washington, D.C. I marched the first time in that, in that Fifth Avenue Pop Parade mm-hmm. when I was 16 years old in 1975.
0: Wow. Right? Nice. And wow. in those
1: years, they wouldn't give us a permit, right?
0: Yeah, you just had to just they wouldn't give a give us
1: people. A, well, they wouldn't give us a permit, and so we retaliated by marching from Washington Square Park up Fifth Avenue. Oh, the wrong so, way, that's, so that's what it started. <laughs> so that's what that's what started it. Okay, okay. You see,
0: that's right. crazy. So it organically started. So y'all yeah, was like, "Fuck it." You know what? They don't want to give us a permit. Let's let's just do it anyway.
1: We are gonna do it anyway. Exactly. That right?
0: that that thought is 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 crazy because that's what you basically do. That's that's what starts shit, right? Or like, fuck it. Like,
1: if you wait for someone to give you your freedom, you'll never get it. Mm. Nobody ever gives you your freedom. You take your freedom. You demand your freedom. Nobody will ever, ever give you your freedom.
2: History has shown us that.
1: History show. Look, the motherfuckers who took your freedom away in the first place are not going to give it back.
0: No. They're not going to give it not, back. You got to seize interest. it
1: from them. Right. right. That's why they took it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but then uh, this year, right, it, it's it, after what, you know, up like 50 fucking years or something like this, right? I'm marching in the front of this parade. On one side of me, on the other side of me, there's only f- like five or six mm-hmm. of us old original yippies left. And like we're all gray haired and we're all wrinkly, you know, and we're all kind of limping along and we're all ragged and, you know, I'm pushing my brother Aaron Kay in his wheelchair. Aaron has this, like, photographic memory. So as I'm pushing him, he's reciting, like, all the names of all the people that we worked with over the years and telling me where they are today, which ones had passed, which ones are still locked up, what's going on, right? And there was only, like, a half dozen of us that made it to to that front of that march. But, you know, we... Fucking won, right? We persisted through Correct. all of those decades, and there were years when we didn't have a clue, right? We didn't have a clue whether we were going to win or we were going to lose. Like 1984, oh, 1985, 1985 1986, era. those Reagan years, those Bush years, it was, it was. We had no, we had no clue if they were going to, you know, pull us off the fucking streets and we would never, never, ever see the light of day again, any minute. And. Um, you guys know that feeling? Mm. Yes.
2: yes. Yes, very well. And
1: uh but we weren't willing to live in a world where cannabis was illegal and where we were going to be hunted for the rest of our lives. So we kept on and we persisted and that's why this day finally fucking came.
0: Right? Yeah, this is yeah. this this was crazy. This is really emotional for us, you know, native New Yorkers, you know, as much as everybody we, we claim this island like we love this island This is where we are from we're not from nowhere else like our parents got here and we were born here like this is where we're from we love this there's nothing in the world i can go to anywhere in the world i'd take new york with me you know what i mean like this is where i'm from so for the f- in my whole era you just said reagan bush that was like our growing up that was us growing up being born, born we were born in this era you know mm. um we saw resistance. Then Giuliani. Giuliani resisted hard, our teenage era, hard, hard. You can smoke outside. There was no way you could smoke outside. We were spending nights in jail just for smoking outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is n- we're not talking serious crime here. We're not talking even selling weed. This right. is just smoking weed. we were spending nights in jail, right? Very, very difficult. So for us, for me, to be able to walk down the, ta- the part of town that we're not even from, right? Because we're, we're part of the town that we're not, that's not even talked about. So to be in the part of the heart of the city, you know, 34th Street, 31st Street, go to Chelsea, to Union Square, that's a whole different planet. And it's like to smoke freely, to be escorted by the people who fucking tormented us the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. There's another win. That's a win for me. I don't care. That was crazy. I don't know. I know things, again, we have a lot of work to be done. That's not, that's a given. But that, I'll take that win right now.
1: He, 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 tormented is the word, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a really, really good word for mm-hmm. what was done to our communities mm-hmm. over all of these years and over all of these decades. And, and you know, there was just this really righteous joy uh, yeah. uh, that happens when the tormented, when that fucking knee comes off of your <laughs> neck before you're dead, right? Whoa. It's pretty fucking it's joyous. Really it work. feels pretty fucking good. Not yeah. like... You know, I, I, I put a bunch of joyous stuff out on my social media, because I'm like, for me, this is great. It's yeah. like, I, you know, just the fact that I can light a three-fucking-gram spliff in the middle of Broadway, and I got six cops on either side. I can literally reach out and touch these guys, right? Huge cloud of smoke coming out, and nothing bad happens to me. The cops just keep on escorting me. That, in my, the trajectory of my life, that's something to really celebrate, right?
2: <clears throat> That's a bucket situation for you. Oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's huge, right? I mean, fucking <laughs> tears were coming down my face, you know? I mean, it really hit me. And, and then uh, I started getting some feedback, you know, on my feeds of people who are like, but yeah, you know, that's not going to bring back my life that got fucked up. That's right. not going to bring my dog back that got murdered by the cops. That's... And it's true right it's like you're right it, there's 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 it, there's I can't think of anything in the world because I know it because I've suffered it that feels worse than knowing that you've been done an injustice, and you will never see justice for that. It will never ever fucking no. happen right and and we as a community we've suffered so much of that for so long, right, so I get the pain, man, I totally relate to everybody who's looking at it from from, from that point because I look at that from that point of view too yeah, I mean there's lost. times when I'm like are you fucking kidding me you're gonna make it legal now right after all this fucking misery after all the, after all the tormenting right. that's been done what for fucking what was that about for fucking what was that about right? And, uh, and it's hard to accept. And, and we'll never, you know,
2: you, you can't really accept it. You just have to live with it. But um, Well, my perspective is, Steve, we can't change the past. <laughs> we can only change the future. So we have to learn from the past. And we have to never forget the past. But we have to try to fix the future. And right now what makes me feel happy, like Ramon <coughs> said, I grew up in, the, I was born in the 80s. we up in the 80s and 90s in New York. I thought it was normal to be arrested up to 20 times from my teenage years to my mid-20s. Normal, because they did it so much that it was like today, they took Steve, oh, he'll be out in the morning. They took Ramon. It was like normal. We accepted it as a way of life. So for me to think now that the generations that followed and that we played a role in helping that generation not have to live like this anymore. How much productive members of society will they be now that they don't have to be arrested 15, 20 times, now that they don't have that on their record to get into universities, they don't have that on their record to get a job. How much more productive can these urban areas be because we already know that Cannabis was a scalpel they used to oppress these areas, just like they did to me, just like they did to Ramon. And now that they don't have that scalpel anymore, how much more will the flowers grow from the concrete than they did before?
1: You know, I think there's going to be a lift in a, in a whole bunch of different ways, right? So you know, the, yeah, there's the whole impact of the criminal justice system and and, and you know the horrifying shit that's happened there. And that's going to get dialed back. You know, of course it won't be eliminated entirely, but we we take at least one arrow out of their quiver that they've been they've been able to use there. But then you you know, you start just thinking about the health effects, right? So what do we know that you know that there's a lot of uh, health conditions that communities of color suffer from that are really effectively addressed by cannabis. And 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 those communities are underserved by traditional health care. So I think we're going to see a lift in people's physical well-being. We'll certainly see a lift in, in mental well-being because we know that when you legalize cannabis, consumption of alcohol, the consumption of opioids, the consumption of other harmful substances goes down. So there's going to be a lift to people's mentality. Yeah. And the really exciting thing about New York is, and, and people who are listening may not really fully realize this from the perspective of just being a New Yorker, but the law has been passed here that you guys, Vlad and Ramon Mm -hmm. and and Monkey, were so important to getting passed. It's like the most progressive cannabis law in the country. You've got these amazing provisions like the the cottage cannabis uh, business license that allows people to grow 3,000 square feet worth of canopy and sell it directly to the public. I mean, this is like revolutionary. It doesn't exist really anywhere else in the country. And it's, it's going to spread the prosperity a lot more widely and, and make it a lot more possible for people to get into, into legal cannabis. And so that, um, that should, should also bring some financial prosperity into, into neighborhoods that have, that have really been suffering. And, you know, one of the great things that's, that's also beginning to happen, it's just beginning, right, but we're beginning to get cannabis Prisoners home.
0: Word. That's oh. big And, uh, right there. That's and I want to
2: thank right you because uh, everybody that's out here, everybody in the in the East Coast, uh, in New York. For those that don't know, you know, Steve founded and his brother uh, organization called Last Prisoner Project. That uh, we had a fundraiser for Happy Monkey, and it, it and it just helps you know prisoners come home, fight legal fees, have support. Not only financially, mentally. I remember we all asked for the addresses, and we all made the, everybody from the company send a yeah, letter. Yeah, And it's, letter, just go, it's just, yeah. like, to see, like, uh, that, how much effect I've had me watching you bring some of these guys home and women, That I know that has to be very gratifying, you know, to see, like, that, you know, you've brought these people back to society after being, basically losing their lives over this plant.
1: It's, uh... It, I don't think there's anything that feels better, you know. I mean, smoking that joint in the middle of Broadway <laughs> felt really good, um, <laughs> but but I don't think that it felt as good as seeing Richard Delisi or Michael Thompson uh, walk oh, yeah. out of the sentences that that they were serving, and that happened just in the in the course of the of the past in the course of the past few months. So it's really it's spectacular. We're we're still trying to figure out the number of cannabis prisoners that are left in prison in new york now but um... but i've but i've heard a promise from people who can make it happen that every single one of those people is is going to come home so
0: Whoa, uh, we're going to start yeah, working on
2: it first wow. and if you have a family member or a friend that's incarcerated long-term for cannabis reach out the so last prisoner project read out to happy monkey and we will add those names to that list
1: yeah, uh, you know, one of the real challenges is just finding out who's who's locked up on cannabis charges because they don't, you know, surprise, surprise, they don't want us to know <laughs> that that information. So it's hard, it's hard to find. The records aren't kept very well, and it's difficult to extract them. So please, if anybody's got a relative or a friend, a loved one, who's doing time for cannabis in New York, let us know about it, and then we'll add them to the list and do everything we can to bring them home to you as soon as possible.
2: Let me ask you a question, Steve, because remember, you were speaking about before me and Ramon were born. You said 1974, 1975. Yeah, what was crazy. the difference in the energy in New York mm-hmm. then than when you walked, you know, a couple of days ago in the parade?
1: Well, it changed a lot, right? When I first came to New York, it was 1974, 1975, and, and it was almost kind of like the 1960s, right? You would go down to Washington Square Park and, you know, people would be playing frisbee and blowing bubbles and smoking weed and there'd be drum circles and people would be singing songs and playing guitars, people of all different races mingling with each other, having a really good time, right? Um, uh, and there was this really positive vibration, like change was in the air. And in those years, we, we kept on winning, like right? from 74 to 78. All around the country, we passed decriminalization measures in different cities, and different states. In 1978, Jimmy Carter came out and endorsed nationwide decriminalization of crazy, cannabis. Right? Crazy. And so we thought that we, we had the thing. So that was like this really hopeful time and you know i was this like 16 year old kid who grew up in washington dc and i got to come to new york and i i fell in with the yippies so I was doing all this political work and then i met a bunch of weed smugglers and then i I got these great weed connections started taking the weed back to dc started making a little (laughs) bit of money Uh, it was like this great time of my life i started opening up yippie communes and doing all this political stuff publishing underground newspapers it was great and then, uh, and then Reagan got elected in 1980, well, and none that. of us saw it coming, right? Nobody believed that this guy, this, this right-wing B-movie actor Actors, could exactly, possibly yeah. get elected president, right? And, um, and then once he got elected president, no, none of us imagined how vicious uh, things would turn and how quickly they would turn vicious and and Ooh. and so part of what they did was they declared you know psychoactive chemical warfare on our communities pretty much and so as soon as as reagan is elected he puts uh a george h.w bush the old guy down to south florida he's the head of the south florida task force so in those days you got great big freighter boats full of weed coming from Colombia, from La Guajira, right from Jamaica, <laughs> and it's beautiful weed and it's inexpensive. And like when I was a kid, I would go out and get on these little, like, you know, 25 foot cabin cruisers and run out to 13, 14 miles offshore, and there was like a whole row of ships out there you could go buy weed from and then just smuggle it back into the into the state. So there was this, you know. A lot of weed, it was good weed, it was cheap weed, and that was kind of what was driving the whole, the whole hippie thing that was happening then, and all the weed that was being smoked in Washington right. Square Park, and all those good vibrations. Bush targets the big freighters, right? And they're easy mm-hmm. to target, because they're big and they're slow-moving. So he puts all of the U.S. military, which is like winding down from the fight with Russia, on, on them, and, and so what happens is the weed stops, right? but but you've got all these people who were making money off of weed colombians and cubans who were making money smuggling the weed right and and the CIA gave a green light to for them to start smuggling coke and ah, so, yeah, that so should the game. They start so stop off.
2: the weed and bring the coke. Well, they
0: yeah, just, they just went ahead yeah. and like fucking. Yeah, the I dude, mean, got there's books that coke. have
1: been written about. There's this guy named Gary
2: Webb who no, wrote. No, no, a book. I, I knew it, but I just didn't know the sequence. Like yeah. I knew that they gave the green light for the cocaine, but I didn't know the sequence. First, they had, the camps. Camps. First they had I to kill. First, had to kill the that, I was I going down that. to Miami, right? I would go to Miami
1: be trying to buy a couple hundred pounds of weed to take up to New York, and and I'd be looking around, looking around, finally find some, right? And the guy would be like, "All right." Well, I'll sell you a hundred pounds, but you have to take a pound of Coke, (laughs) right? Package deal. And I didn't want to do it, right? And and I'll be honest with you. I resisted and I resisted. And eventually, like most of the pot dealers in my generation, I was like, all right, that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do, right? And that's how cocaine started seeping in along all of the routes that had been established, for cannabis in our yeah. communities, and we fucking poisoned ourselves with their I, shit.
2: I, I had no idea about that. I knew about the green light for the cocaine, but I didn't know that they stopped mm-hmm. the weed and, and and I didn't know that. Because nobody
1: would right. sell their fucking shit if there was weed around to sell,
0: right? And this this is a new thing. Nobody knew about coke back then, right? Well, crazy. Here's well not the as thing. much. We had
1: been lied to so much, right? We've been lied to about weed. We've been lied to about mushrooms. We've lied to about LSD. So when they told us shit about cocaine, we we just assumed that they were lying about cocaine too. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, cocaine ended up being really fucking devastating shit for really, our communities, really right? Really oh, devastating. And um, I, you know, all of us, you know, just lost so many, so many people. I, you know, I, I can't even think about it now. Uh, um, right. And uh, and and so that's how it came down, right? Um, yeah. And and there's always this this component, right? Like societies change according to the kind of psychoactives that people are ingesting one of the reasons that Mm. i've been so passionate about cannabis reform my whole life is because like, wherever you go and there's people who are smoking weed, wherever we are in the world, there's certain things that are consistent about weed smokers, right? So, creativity, yeah, right, yeah. Time, yes. Conformity, nah, no, nah, no, right? No. Freedom and liberty, yeah yeah, time, yeah. Right? And nah, nah, time, yeah, yeah, right? Authority and government, nah, 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 nah. you know? Yeah. It's like inclusion, that's everybody yeah. comes in, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. unanimous everywhere so, all over the world. Where unanimous. We We're the same unanimous. people. yeah. We're the same and we are a beautiful people because we are inclusive because we do care about nature because we welcome creativity because we understand that every single human being on this planet has something to contribute to what we're all doing in this human experiment word, right word, word. and 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 we're fucking resilient right we don't stop we keep on going it doesn't matter how many decades it takes boom 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 we've been going and now we're changing the world we're word. changing the world in some real and significant and serious ways so that's the hope, right? That is, more and more people ingest cannabis as as they dial down their alcohol consumption, their tobacco consumption, their pharmaceutical consumption. They start getting woke a little bit. They start exercising a little bit. They start mm-hmm. meditating a little bit more. They start dancing a little bit more. They start being joyous a little bit yeah. more, right? And, and, and then they f- start finding it becomes kinder. It's easier to be kind to people. It's easier mm-hmm. to be gentle with people, right? It's easier to give when other people are giving to you and we can we can change this dynamic right this whole dynamic that we live in in our culture and our society of there's not enough yes. there's not enough, enough. so you've got to grab everything that you can you got to grab it as quick you got to make sure the other people aren't getting more than you and it puts all of us in this place where it's like we're constantly at battle well, fuck that, that's not, that's not why we were born, it's not what we were put on this planet to do, that's not what the trip is about, we are put here to create, we were put here to love, we were put here to dance, we were put Word. here to celebrate the beauty of nature and Innovate. the joy of being alive, yes. right, to grow, um, not to be watching each other's back all the fucking time, hmm. right? so um that's my hope my hope is we smoke more weed we eat more mushrooms we take more lsd (laughs) we all get (laughs) groovier we understand joy a little bit more we all get in a place that we can give that we can flex that we've been kind that we can be gentle and hopefully that bubbles up all the way up to the top you know all the way up to the top and 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 people have real resources and real (laughs) control have an ability to 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 join like this new evolution Absolutely. of human beings, man, into something that's life affirming.
2: So what do you think, Steve? Like um you watched the evolution of California and you were part of them uh, you know, making this plant uh part of society and coming above board and, you know, it going to adult use and all these things. So How do you feel after you watching that process and now you watching it here in New York, how do you think long term is going to impact the New York, the country and the world as far as like New York legalization where we are currently right now?
1: Well, I'm already seeing it, right? I mean, you know, you you could see it. Um. Uh, like I paid this visit to a store called Higher Standards over in the Chelsea Market, right? nice. Sasha and, and Adam, the good yeah. people, and um, and it was really—it's like I've been to a lot of head shops all over the world, right? I've seen a lot of cannabis accessories and stuff, but I've never seen such a finely curated set of such impressively designed cannabis accessories and lifestyle items. Yeah, so it's so beautiful in there,
0: yeah. Right, beautiful. like
1: bombs yeah. and trays by Keith Haring, yeah. right? You know, yeah, that's dope. um uh, and. And um, who's the other big designer jonathan adler they've got all these yes. pieces by jonathan adler you know
0: jonathan adler uh, mr ralph over there
1: and and then they had that, like their own pieces that they're doing right that like they had these solid white porcelain bongs that were just had such an elegant beautiful and beautiful line beautiful, right yeah. and you pick them up and they just feel good in your
2: hand. was like you're in a boutique yeah. cannabis like, absolutely you know, yes. you're it's in something like, like your yeah. like
0: standards
1: well, well even beyond normal right Be- maybe it's new york normal mm-hmm. but new york normal is not idaho normal okay <laughs> <laughs> nothing against idaho new no, york normal but is but not california normal either yeah, okay new york is 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 the place where you have the largest number of creatives who have come from all over the world in the smallest concentration of space <laughs> like real. like you come to this town and and you start doing things and you just like run into people you have yeah. all these collisions with people <laughs> we like, oh, about where, area, oh. right i was just thinking about you right it's because it's dense right yeah. and you got so many talented creative people from so many and they all came from somewhere else so they come here they get their hands on something really new and cool they do something that nobody else has been able to do it because there's so many Many of them and they come with so many different perspectives and they all kind of feed off of each other right and they do something brilliant and then they push it back out to every place that they came from Absolutely. so new york is is this like this constantly churning engine of culture that's being that's being fed by the world right and that's pumping back out to the world and and you know it's true that la is you know capital of entertainment and 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 music but um but those it's it's it doesn't have the same concentration, right? You know, like even if you the same number of creatives in LA, LA's goes on for like forever and ever and ever and it ever, is. right? So like you don't run into them. You gotta make an appointment then you gotta drive four hours across town in order <laughs> to get to see them, right? And here in New York, like, if you're walking down 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 the street and boom, they're boom, in your face. There you go.
2: There
0: you
1: go. So, yeah. No, it's going to be fast. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be far-reaching. It's going to go around the world. Um, From a regulatory point of view, there's some beautiful things. The cottage uh, industry licenses that I was talking about, they say that 50% of licenses are going to go to social equity licenses. They don't say what a social equity licensee is yet. Right. But that's, you know, that's... that's, And and (laughs) the
2: first 50% also...
1: The first 50%. So if that really happens, then that's, you know, that's also that's huge. There's some bad stuff. Uh, there's a potency tax on THC. So mm-hmm. the stronger your weed is, the no. more tax that you're going to pay on it.
0: Exactly. Mm. Okay,
1: great. But um, do you, do you want to smoke 18% weed? Or do you want to smoke 28% weed? Yeah. And, and, and if, you, if that 28% weed is going to have a hefty tax on it in the legal market... Are you going to buy it in that legal store, or are you going to keep on buying it yeah, from, from the person boy, you yeah. can buy it for it for the it. past 15 years? Oh, there you go. Right? So, um, so I, I don't like the potency tax. I think it's something that's going to be copied. Uh, I think that it comes from a, a really stupid philosophy. There's this guy named Michael Kleinman, who's a professor from California, who's okay. influential with the regulators, who has this whole theory that goes something like this. Um, smoking cannabis is bad for you, and it's especially bad for at-risk categories of people, which basically is people of color, poor people, and young people. And therefore, it, we have to make cannabis more expensive for them so that they're less able to afford it, so that they can't hurt themselves. Okay.
2: What? Yeah. That sounds crazy. Yeah. That sounds, crazy. Yeah, that sounds right. like.
1: Therefore, the we're going to increase the tax. <laughs> we're increase yeah. the taxes and. Do what? Drive them to the underground market, right? right? Where the cannabis know, isn't tested, speed. right? Where people are going to be vulnerable to the same kind of
0: things. There's vulnerable enormous vulnerable amounts them. of that. So, so you're just going to let them do whatever they want. So, yeah. I, you know, again, we got the legend here, and I know we could get deep, and we could get super, super deep, or you got we could get political, we could get righteous with it, but I want to know a little bit more about Steve, right? So I'm going to get a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit personal. I want to know young Steve, maybe 16-year-old, 15, yes. maybe... 12-year-old Steve, I don't know. You go tell us right now. But can you tell us, please tell us, because I'm very, I want to know. Because, you know, you, you're the weed god, you know what I mean? You are a weed god, right? Because there's plenty of you guys. We yeah,
1: we don't have god. just one god. In yeah, this yeah,
0: religion. yeah. There's it plenty <laughs> of you guys, but you're a legend. And right? we got more
1: goddesses than we got gods. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yes. yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, we got all sorts of situations. We're lucky that way. Right, we're lucky. We got a lot of people who support the situation, right? But you are one of them, and I would love to know when was the first time you got high. Yeah, me too. That's an interesting Love affair, what, was it a joint, was it a bong? I want to know all the details.
1: I was uh, was 13, I think I was 13 or 12 or 13, something like that. Seventh grade, first few days of seventh grade. In those days, there was this thing called junior high school, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. And so I was in a new school, right? And um, D.C.? This is in the outskirts of D.C., okay. in, in a place called Tacoma Park. Tacoma Park Junior High School. <coughs> and um, some kids um, uh, um, asked me whether I wanted to go to a Mexican tea party after school. Because all the weed in those days is, is Mexican, and we called it tea. Uh,
2: so, <laughs>
1: <coughs> so I was like, yeah, absolutely, for sure, let's go. <coughs> and I get over there, and we're at their house. Their parents are at work. Uh, smoke a joint. Nothing happens. So I'm disappointed. I'm walking home, uh, and I start walking through this park, right? And it, the park is just like a shortcut for me. It's like a way to get from point A to point B as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm a 13 year old boy. I, I usually don't notice anything that's going on in the park. I'm thinking about wherever it is that I'm headed to and what it yeah. is that I'm doing. Cutting right, through. cutting through, until this day, right? So I'm, I'm 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 going through the park and I start noticing this heat on the back of my neck. I'm like, whoa, that's wild. Like, I take a look up, you know, I see the sun, and the sun is filtering through the leaves, and I can see, like, the veins in the leaves mm-hmm. and the way that they're glowing from the light, right? And then I hear this crunch underneath my feet. It's the dried leaves, and I can smell the aroma of the leaves that are coming up there, right? And then I hear in the background this gurgling of of a creek of water going over Mm -hmm. the rocks, right? And, 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 And then I start feeling little beads of sweat popping out on the back of my neck. And there was just this moment where I felt connected to all of it, to the sun, to the trees, to the leaves, to the water to everything that was going on. All these on. senses were awakening. Yeah, all five, um, all five
0: senses. You felt all five senses. And I was
1: connected. Mm-hmm. And I was connected to the web of life in a way that I'd never felt before. I'd never, I'd never felt that before.
0: You stopped to smell the roses.
1: I stopped to smell the roses. And, I, and at first I didn't realize what happened to me. I just knew that it was this really profound and moving thing. And I, I recognized that it was connected to the weed, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't take me long to figure that out. But I'm, like, on the other side of this, and, and, and I'm like, wow, you know, what, this is what it, right? went on there? And, and I'm like, you yeah, know, I don't know, but, <laughs> but I sure want more of it, that's for <laughs> sure, man, right? And, um, and I, was, I was already, you know, an anti-war activist, anti-racist activist by then. And, uh, and so, you know, somebody does something wrong, you stand up and you, you fight them on it. So by the time I got home, I was like, all right. I'm not going to stop smoking weed, and I'm not going to be a criminal for the rest of my life. So, I guess we're going to have to start fighting this this battle, and uh, and that's that's how it that's how it all started. Uh, looking backwards, um, you know, I've uh, as my life has developed, my spiritual path has taken a a, a nature based direction, and so I recognize that experience really as my first genuine spiritual epiphany moment experience time. Um, and I've had many others since then, uh, but that was the first one. And it was, uh, I fell in love right away and that love affair
2: continues to this day. Interesting. 12, 13 year old Steve smoking in sense. the park. Mexican tea. Party. Mexican tea. <laughs> Mexican tea. It took it a, it a while joint? for it to take a, it was a joint.
1: It was a joint. It was Mexican brick weed.
0: <coughs> <coughs>
1: it wasn't the worst looking backwards again wasn't the worst Mexican brickweed that I ever smoked
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all smoked the worst of the worst before but yeah
2: so I know uh, Steve you've been spending a lot of time in Mexico that was and beautiful and by the way isn't it? Hmm. yeah that was beautiful <laughs> so like what do you see like um the contrast, the history, the future of the role that Mexico is going to play? Because we already know that they already have played a big role in Yet history. Forever. So now that they are going federally legal and they are coming above board, what do you see and what do you feel as far as like the society, the people, the industry? Well, there's, you
1: know, a couple of interesting things, right? One, <coughs> Mexico is going to be a giant in, in the world of can- global cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know... There's a lot of reasons for that. It's the largest Spanish-speaking country in the world. It has the largest Spanish-speaking university system. It has the second largest stock exchange. It has the largest pharmaceutical uh, business in, in all of Latin America. Um, uh, so there's a, a, a lot of advantages, right? It has perfect microclimates for growing really high-quality consumable cannabis. It has other agricultural land where you grow lots of hemp. Um, uh, uh, so... It, it, it has these attributes that are are, are present in the, in the modern world, but if you look back in Mexican history, before the European invasion, Mexico played this really unique role in the Americas. It was the place that corn was first developed as a domesticated crop, and it's the first place where people understood how to grow corn and corn-based agriculture. And then the Mexicans taught people all over the Americas That corn-based agriculture which has been the staple of, of 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 food in that region for thousands and thousands of years they did the same thing with visionary plants like peyote and mushrooms so if you take a look at the spiritual traditions of Native Americans you can go all the way up into almost into Canada And you can go all the way down into the Amazon, and you will find native, indigenous, spiritual systems that are centered around the ingestion of visionary plants and communing with nature, much as I did on that walk through the park, Mm. much as people, many cannabis consumers do when they go out for a walk and and smoke a joint and sit under a tree and listen to the birds.
0: Mexico is going to be crazy. Me- Mexico, and imagine every, uh, people who are already going to Mexico. Imagine other people going to Mexico now, like when shit get really popping in Mexico.
1: Well, it, it's, it's, it's a great time to go now, okay? And I'll tell you why. Because um, it's kind of like it's a great time to be in New York right now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what we learned in California is, you know, once cannabis is made fully legal, There's a whole raft of regulations that come in and where you can do it and how you can do it and how you have to package it. And you know, just they think up rules about stuff that you never even imagined that there could be rules about. There's rules about the rules and about the rules and rules, right? And it just gets really, really starting to get constricted. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, this period of time from between when it's not illegal anymore so like you can go out on the street and you can walk down the sidewalk in New York and smoke a joint so it's it you know the illegality dialed down but the licenses aren't issued the regulations aren't in place yet that's a really sweet time when the gray market right when 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 people who may not be licensed but they're still active cannabis people and they've been active cannabis people for a long time have an opportunity to start coming out of the shadows into the light and doing their thing more openly, and our community gets to meet ourselves, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. think about how many of us there are just in New York City alone, right? Uh, But we've all been forced (laughs) to hide from each other. And and that's really depressing. It's a drag. It's dispiriting. So one of the reasons that, that there was always such a beautiful feeling in the monkey, right, is because... It, it was the first time that, that the illegality got di- dialed down just enough that we could start coming out of the caves or the apartments mm-hmm. where we've been yes. hiding, right? Exactly. And come together in, like, a group of more than six people, right? Exactly, exactly. You know? And now that's going to happen on this massive level for the next, you know, 18 months or two years here before those regulations get laid down and get really heavy. Brothers and sisters enjoy it, take it to the max, push it to the limit, Do everything that you want to do. Do it now. Do it big. Have a really great time, and make sure to invite me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Definitely, we are here. We gonna have Steve out here drilling like that. (laughs) That's good, funny, man. I think I think it's a great time to be alive. I think we are very fortunate to be a part of this whole movement, and and you, you know, everything. I think everything is aligning the way it's supposed to be right now.
1: Yeah, I mean this whole trips just been it like is this what it is. beautiful victory lap, right? Um, I always I always had this fantasy, right, that when we won, finally won, that like somebody, like the president of the United States maybe, would call me up and, you know, go, "Steve, you know, I just wanted to let you know now that it's, you know, now that it's legal <laughs> and we've decided that it should be legal. I just wanted to apologize to you and to the cannabis community for all of these years of torment." and suffering that you've been put through um uh so i'd always hope for that or 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 or, or at least like you know a great big ticker tape parade with marching bands oh yeah know, right? you know? yeah and, <laughs> Let's and get crazy. we haven't gotten either one of those things yet but man that parade on, on the first of may that we we're in so far that's as close as i've gotten to 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 what I really to what I really want, right? It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. It's as close as we oh, got that's big. to that apology, to that <laughs> you know, you like know, just man. those New York cops not fucking with me yeah. when <laughs> I was smoking a joint in their faces. Right?
2: That wasn't Thank you, brother. It's not yeah, like a crazy. presidential
1: apology, but boy, it sure
2: felt good. I want I wanna tell you here in public in front of everybody, because um I um somebody told this to me and I want to tell it to you. The 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 impact and the uh, the the effect that you've had on the cannabis community in the world. You may never be alive to really receive all the flowers Word. that you deserve, but we want to give them to you now because yes, we know yes, what you've done in California and all over the country and all over the world and I wanna tell you that thank you because um if it wasn't people like you there wouldn't be people like us.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Thank you very much, my friend.
1: Well thank you for the Mm. appreciation. It's, you know, that's, it it was always about the love, it was always about our community, And, and, you know, knowing that not only, you know, not only are we winning now, right, but there's generations coming behind me who really understand what this plan is about, who really understand what the greater mission is. Legalization is just like this this one little mm-hmm. goal, right? This one little beginning part of the mission that we're up to because what we're really up to is creating a world that lives by the lessons that this plant and all of the other plants teach us, right? and creating that world where creativity really is valued over conformity and where freedom is, in, is valued over authority and where nature is valued over greed and where inclusion is valued over exclusion and discrimination, right? that's going to take generations for us to build it's you know we got uh, we got a lot of toxic mess to clean up we got a lot of hemp fields uh, to grow we've got a lot of inventions to make uh, yeah. before we create that you know that beautiful world but we're on our way and we've got the blueprint and we've got the culture and you know as i was growing up there wasn't anybody 60 years old that you could talk to. You could not trust any of them. That's why we said, don't trust anyone over 30. That was our motto, and we lived by that motto, man. We lived by that motto, because you had to back then. You had to. It's different now. Our culture's been, been mm-hmm. going long enough that we got a little bit of a track record, right? We got. Yeah. We don't have to to, like, you know, I mean, when we first ran into psychedelics, it was like, we had no, we we didn't know what we were, you know. I mean, the first time I did LSD, I was 13 years old. Somebody gave me a 400 microgram Chunk of, of orange sunshine and I and I just I went and figured it out on my own all alone for you know the next twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And now, like people understand, well, it's better to kind of have a guide with you and someone who's done it before. And, you know, know it's it's set your intention and have an altar and do a little meditation. And we've kind <laughs> <Exactly>. of learned <laughs> this stuff, right? You know, that's yeah, great. Um, uh, so uh, it's it's just so beautiful to be a part of. So thank you for the appreciation and you know I, I I give it back to you guys. you've just like captured the spirit of this plant and what it should be the the way that it's used to connect people to bring about some justice to bring about some redemption to bring about some healing to produce joy right. uh, in this world and and carrying that mission forward. so it's just uh, it's 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 I, I value our our love and our friendship and our brotherhood um, uh, so much and uh, we're just, we're just getting started. We're just
0: getting started. Mm-hmm. So now that New York is legal, right, now that it's a, it's, a, it's a big statement, what do you think, you know, how, you know, we're not, first of all, I know you're not, you can't predict it because we don't know, Vlad don't know, Ralph don't know, but we're asking the question. Um, when do you think it would take the rest of the nation to, like, get on board? How long do you think would it take? Well, the that rest of the
1: nation, th- yeah. yeah, the rest of the nation's is basically on board, right? I mean, you've got a few states now that haven't passed any form of cannabis reform, but they're getting, f- you know, very few and far between. You, Mississippi has medical cannabis. Georgia yeah. passed a medical, bad medical cannabis law, cannabis Dakota. law. Dakota. Louisiana has a medical cannabis law. They just expanded it. Texas has a medical cannabis law, very bad cannabis law. They're expanding it, okay? Right. Um, Idaho, I think, doesn't have anything. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm not sure about North Dakota, but there's very few states that haven't reported their cannabis laws in some, in some way. The big uh, uh, sticker isn't even Washington anymore, right? Because the most representative body in Washington, the House of Representatives, where people are elected every two years, and there's Proportional representation, right? Where the number of Congress people is determined by the population of a jurisdiction. So many people in the Bronx, you've got so many Congress people. So many people in Brooklyn, you got so yeah, many yeah. Congress people, right? The problem is the Senate. The Senate mm-hmm. is a profoundly undemocratic institution because every state gets two senators. That means Wyoming, that has a million people in it, has as many senators as California that has yes. forty million in it, which means that each I, each one of their votes from Wyoming is worth twenty times what my vote as a Californian is at the federal level. Mm. At the Senate level. Right? That's crazy. So that is a profound problem that affects cannabis legalization and everything else in this country. If you really want to start making positive change in the United States of America, then you make the Senate a representative institution just like every other elected body should be, okay? It's it, it's one person, one vote. That's the principle, not one Wyoming, 20 votes, and one Californian, one 20th of a vote. That's not, that's not cool. So i don't know i mean uh that's a problem the other problem is the biden administration um which is is not friendly to cannabis even though they made promises about being friendly to cannabis cannabis and um uh, so i think that that um the only way that we see change at the federal level in the course of the next four years is by taking these people's feet and bringing them so close to the fire and holding them so close to the fire for so long and don't care how bad that room starts smelling or how loud they holler, right, until they give us what we need. That's the only way it's going to happen. It's going it's to require a lot of determination and a yeah. big push. The good part is that Senator Schumer, um, who is the majority lead of the Senate, um, uh, I, he shook my hand and was very nice to us at the, at the rally um he uh, you know he, um, like I think most intelligent politicians, understands that he has a lot more to gain from embracing cannabis reform All right. All right. than by resisting it. but you know remember that joe biden he is not going to run again he does not care what we think he's just going to do what he wants to do because mm-hmm. he does not need to get reelected again, and mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is just going to do what ever joe biden wants her to do right because she wants him to anoint her right. to be the next president so right we just can't expect too much from those people we have to have to kick them in their asses until they do what we want
2: Keep on, like you said, I always say, like a good friend of mine says, we're not in the cannabis industry, we're in the fighting industry. Yeah. We stop, we celebrate our wins like we just got right now, and then we keep on fighting. Keep That's on how fighting. it goes That's it. Yeah.
0: it keeps on going. It keeps on going. That's it. But,
2: like, what better mission could you have,
1: right? right. It's <laughs> like, um, uh, here, you got to represent a flower, a flower that heals people who are sick that brings joy to people, Absolutely. that helps people connect to the world of spirit and connect to each other, oh, right? Yeah. That that turns a walk through the park into a spiritual event and turns an argument into a discussion. Mm. Mm. What else would you rather do with your life than represent a plant like that,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't
1: think of a better
2: mission. Word. No, definitely not money left. And it's just crazy to see. I think the consensus the other day said that I think like 80, 90% of the country Agrees on cannabis. There is nothing left on planet Earth that eighty percent or ninety percent of the country agree on. It? There's nothing left. It's, it's, it's so divided. There's not. There's nothing left yeah, that there's big. that many percentage agreements on or anything.
1: That's it's big. the only bipartisan political consensus in the United States today, right. and that tells us something, right? It's like, okay, well if we all agree on that, maybe like. We finally get federal legalization, and we have this, like, could you imagine, like, the national smoking, right? Where at 4.20 p.m. on a certain day, everybody oh, goes out man. into their front yards, oh, front okay. yards right? The whole country, yeah. everywhere, yeah. Every, yeah. Neighborhood, yeah. every neighborhood, everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, man. Everybody's out, everybody gets together, everybody smokes together. No, they can't be in their own front yards. They got to go to somebody else's front yard in a neighborhood that they've never been in.
0: <laughs> I, like so that. There. I like that. I That's like that. I like that. That's the like that that was the fella that I got right there on the parade. I like that one. Yeah. I like that. Um, are we missing anything? I don't wanna not miss anything. We covered everything you got. That's beautiful. I just wanna make sure. So Steve, it's there.
2: time for the million dollar question. Absolutely. And you and your global cultured international you know, from the beginning to the end, knowledge and you seeing us from the beginning to what we are now, and really, really value whatever opinion you have because you've watched and we really value opinion. The minute that a question we ask everybody is if everybody. you had to describe Happy Monkey in one word, what would it be and why? What it represents, the movement, the cl- everything that you know about us. Oh, Happy Monkey
1: is the, 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 the tip of the spear of cannabis freedom and cannabis style, and the
2: capital of the world. <laughs> right. That's what. That's what I believe man. Why? <laughs> yeah. Tip
0: of the spear. Um, uh,
1: because you're connected to the plant, and you're connected to people who, who love the plant, and and you take that the mission of of bringing those people and that plant together. Really really seriously that you understand that it's a sacred mission and that informs everything that you do Right, and 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 that's how it works with cannabis You know if you if you work with the spirit of the plant and you work with each other and you work to build community And you do that in an honest and a loving way Then you create something that's just amazing and it's spectacular and and you know our community is so vibrant We are so creative. Mm-hmm. We are so resilient we are so strong right mm-hmm. that <coughs> that when you just create a space, an identity mm-hmm. to let that community introduce itself to each other and flourish within all sorts of magical things, then just start popping out and, and on their own almost right, and you guys have seen it happen over and over and over again so that's what makes you the tip of the spear the leading edge of what's happening here both both in, in in terms of of the movement right because people have to have something to believe in they have to know what that freedom tastes and feels like in order to mm-hmm. fight for it right you need to go for it so you guys, you gave people a little bit of a taste of what that freedom could could taste like could be right it's just like in california Nobody went and got, got cards from their doctors and paid $150 for a recommendation, so there were dispensaries where you could buy weed, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, you know, same thing in New York. I think that, that, um, that the enthusiasm that the monkey drove really energized the, the community. It showed the sense of possibility. And it introduced to people, people, right? I mean, how many people met each other at the Happy Monkey who never would have met each other in the cannabis yeah. community yeah. otherwise, and right? The,
0: yeah, me. Even me. I, I met the late, great Doug Green. We became friends. We would have never in any other circumstance in the world that he knows that we come from two different worlds. He's from the suburbs. I'm from the city. And from the city, like I said, from the city, the part that nobody goes to. So we became friends. Like, this, it was crazy. So,
2: Aaron, uh... Uh, Our videographer was earlier, you know, asking us a few questions for for an interview we have, and he asked me, said, how many people and relationships, I told them, people met at Happy Monkey, dated and got married. Yes. People created bonds and friendships that were left forever. People created business relationships that they made millions of dollars off all of this, like you said, this community. Yep, yep.
1: That's I mean that's what's been that's what's been missing for us. I mean, a lot of things have been taken from us with with prohibition, um, our security, our sense of security, our access to medicine, our mental our mental peace and ease has been taken away from us. But the taking away of community has made all of those other things worse, right? Because as long as we've got community, as long as we have a space that we can come together, that we can meet each other, that we can be there for each other, you can get through all that other shit, yep. right? Yes. Yep. But when you take that center away, when you make it impossible for us to know each other, when you take it impossible for us to physically get together with each other and meet each other and do all this stuff, then that's a terrible blow that's really hard to overcome, mm-hmm. Right. And so um, uh, creating community, and that's part of the reason that this Mother Nature gave us this plant. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's at the central part of the mission that we're, that we're up to here, right? Beyond legalization, what are we trying to do? We're trying to bring people together. We're trying to bring people from the part of the city that other people never fucking go to to the people from the suburbs who are living in the places that people around the world dream of being mm-hmm. in, right? Bring everybody uh, uh, together. And that's not something that, like, that just starts with legalization. There that's just go. the beginning, right? It's, it's the beginning of, the of that. makes That makes the other work possible. Work. All
2: right. Now, Steve, I want to thank you for those Absolutely. kind words. This I want to thank you for always believing and supporting Hell us, for yeah, coming, over, uh, coming over here on the boulevard and gracing the people with, you know, knowledge and insight, which they need, yeah, because, man. you know, like, you know, we were talking about earlier, like you know, me and Ramon. I'm born and raised here all my life. I'm an industry insider, played a role in everything that happened, and it really hasn't sunk in for me that ooh, it's over. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah, Ramon. Earlier, we were hanging out. He's like, Yeah, I need to roll up. And he's like, I'm looking. For, he was looking for a spot to roll up, and he's like, Oh, I don't have to look for a spot anymore. Hey, but right. It's been but, so I mean, long. I was in
0: the car and I was driving, and I was like. <laughs> You know, anxiety. Honey. And I, I didn't say anything because I was I was thinking in my head like, damn, I need to find a spot. I need to find a spot. And I kind of thought to myself, and I said it out loud to Vlad, like, "Yo, I, I'm looking for a spot to roll up." He's like, "No," and we're like, "No, we don't got to do that shit. I can just pull <laughs> over right been here, so and roll long, up."
2: Steve, what? Yeah, 38 years have been. I only lived here all my life. He only lived here all his life. It's been yeah. 38 years of oppression. so now, even though we yep. played the role and it's over, it's still
0: like yep. sinking in and dialing in practice makes perfect (laughs) we're here though and i think it was absolutely pleasure having you back in the city it was great walking in the parade with you my friend and sharing that walk and sharing emotional moments and it was it was it's it's a pleasure my friend we thank you for coming and uh you want to hit them with the wrap up my friend how you always get them yes i want to um
2: tell you guys man you know This year is looking very optimistic. The energy is looking amazing. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you're You're too too blessed blessed to be stressed. stressed. Things will get greater later. For now, checking out Vlad, Steve, Ramon. Till the next episode, peace, love, and happiness.
0: what's good everybody this is your nigga ralph trying to keep you fresh with the info from happy monkey every single podcast you already know what it is if you haven't followed us yet follow us on instagram at happy monkey underscore or happy monkey goodies now remember that's monkey with a u also if you haven't checked us out we're on youtube so check out our channel happy monkey tv keep us current live and everything with the culture